Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Welcome back, Nicole. How's everything in Ohio? Hi, Chris. Uh, things are great, although I would say we have some interesting weather things going on, which kind of led us to today's topic. Yeah, you you want to talk about air quality today. And I, I guess if you just kind of explain, because this is a, a capture, a time capsule, right, in a podcast, but air quality for horses, especially with, with fires, it's something I, growing up in California, I have dealt with. You know, I, I always think of evacuation, and, and we've talked about that in a previous podcast, if you have to evacuate from like a fire and what to bring, what to feed. But I didn't think about the air quality. So this is such a great, fascinating topic. To be honest, the reason I thought about it, A, I mean, people, it's a, it's a matter of discussion right now in general. But I was actually out walking this morning before work, and you can see the haze from what are today fires in Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's impacting air quality on the East Coast, as well as in the Midwest. And that's not something we normally experience, especially to this level. As you mentioned on the West Coast, yeah, this is an issue every single summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was a pretty pertinent topic, particularly because a lot of us who don't live in areas where air quality concerns are so high might not be aware of precautions or things that we might need to think about as it relates to our horse's health. So as you said, this is kind of a time capsule as of today. So this is fires occurring in multiple areas of Canada. Over 9 million acres have burned, which is about 15 times the annual average for this time of year, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you're starting to see it see it more as weather patterns are getting more erratic around the world and and you know, these fires are just they're horrific to deal with. They're scary, but like you said, way down south, you're suffering the consequences with air quality. So what are some of the things, air quality, that horse owners should be concerned with? So, I mean, air quality is probably something we should be concerned with in general because horses live in environments that don't have great air quality. It's just the nature. There's dust, there's mold, there's lots of particulate. But in this particular case, when we're thinking about the amplification of smoke, so smoke from those wildfires, there's lots of components that make up smoke. Um, But really, when we're talking about air quality, it's the particulate matter, which is the main pollutant that we're concerned about. So and that's really just a it's a term that's a mixture of solid particles and liquid droplets that are found in the air. And just to give some context, the reason they're concerning is they're, they're really, really tiny. So it allows them to get into the really deep parts of the lung versus like a particulate like driveway dust. Driveway dust is not great, but it's a much larger particulate. So, yeah, it can get in the lungs, but it doesn't go as deep and kind of infiltrate nearly as much as the really fine particulate matter that comes in smoke. And again, growing up in California, I've dealt with smog as a kid and some of these fires. And I remember... I guess the one thing I always remember is, especially dealing with smog, which we don't deal with as much compared to way back when, uh, when I was growing up, but the burning of the lungs, the go outside and you suffer, you literally suffer in it. But thankfully we could go inside and close our windows and the air quality inside was, was, was generally better. 
But when I think of these horses outside having to deal with this smoke now, what are some of the, I guess, how do they react to it, to, especially to some of the, the particulate matter that you talked about that that's present in smoke? Yeah, that's a great question. And you bring up the point that if you, you can't eliminate it from the horse's environment. You can't put mm-hmm. them in an air-conditioned room with an air purifier and make it go away. So they're exposed to it all of the time. Even if you lock them in the barn, barns do not have that kind of air purification like a house would. So how it impacts them, very similar to humans. So it can definitely cause those respiratory tract issues. So you can see them cough. Increased nasal discharge, that's actually their body trying to get rid of those particulates. Increased physical effort in breathing. So when the air gets so poor quality, so high in those particulates, it becomes more difficult to breathe. It can irritate their eyes as well. So some horses, you'll even see this with just pollen and other air quality issues, but they can have kind of a little bit of swelling around their eyes, increased tearing. That can certainly happen when air quality is low. Then, of course, we have this whole population of horses that have existing respiratory issues. Mm. We collectively refer to those now as equine asthma, heeds, COPD, recurrent airway obstruction. Those horses, unfortunately, they already have some level of respiratory distress in general. And then it's further compounded by this poor air quality that occurs during these periods where we're getting smoke from those wildfires. We know they're going to suffer out there. And and what are some things I guess owners should do to monitor their horses, I guess, just to make sure that they're, it's so tough. I mean, it's so tough because they're, they're, you know, they're your babies and and they're out there and you're like, oh, I want to bring you in the house. You know, (laughs) my husband wouldn't go for that. (laughs) You're going to send pictures soon. I can guarantee you no. Um, But what are, I guess, what are some things that, what are some tips that owners can do to, to help? or just monitor the horse and make sure they're they're okay at least? Yeah, no, perfect. Step one, monitor. One, you need to know normal. So generally what we're going to do is monitor the number of breaths per minute at rest. And a normal healthy horse will have between 12 and 24 breaths per minute. So something you can easily go is go out, set your timer, count the number of breaths per minute. So Things that would trigger like, oh, my God, we definitely have a problem. Horses who are consistently greater than 30 breaths per minute at rest. Increased effort in breathing. If you really see them panting, um, repetitive or deep coughing, you know, just like you and I, when air quality is poor, it's not a typical for them to like cough once or twice. Right. Mm. And you're like, that, that's not great, but that's not necessarily a oh, my God situation, but repetitive coughing that they're just not getting over. And then, you know, a little bit of nasal discharge is probably to be expected, just like I feel a little bit congested right now Mm -hmm. because their quality is not great. And frankly, we aren't experiencing nearly as badly as places further north and east of us. So a little bit of increased nasal discharge is probably to be expected. But if there's a lot of nasal discharge, particularly if it is not clear in color, so if it's really goopy, it's turning yellow, things like that, Those would be all indicators that, hey, we need to have the horse looked at by a vet. I'd say for most of us, you know, we're we're more so thinking about how do I support my horse's respiratory health, recognizing, A, they can't get out of that um, environment, but B, they are our athletic partners. So obviously, like, if you were, like, right next to the wildfire, 
nobody's riding. Mm -mm, But mm -mm. if you're in a situation where you're a little bit further away and we're just kind of getting some of the blowback of that, you're like, at what point do I need to worry? And, you know, this is where monitoring the environment, um, specifically the air quality index, can be really helpful and help you make decisions on what is an appropriate level of work for your horse. So it's super cool. I mean, my phone, the weather app, tells me the air quality index. Yeah, so yeah. super easy to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Um, it originally developed for athletes, but it's been, you know, used for horses now. But they kind of break it down into levels. So, you know, the goal, of course, is really good quality air. So that air quality index, 0 to 50, they would consider good. So a very low level of particulates in the air. As we go up, you know, things get worse, more particulates in the air. An AQI of 51 to 100, they consider moderate. So probably fine for the otherwise healthy horse. Maybe we're not going to work them at like their top level during that period, particularly if it's towards the top of that range. So closer to 100 in that moderate level. But, you know, for the horse who has an existing respiratory issue, even moderate air quality can exacerbate that. So we're going to be more mindful. When we go up to 101 to 150, so it's going to be an orange, green, good, yellow, moderate, orange, 101 to 150, definitely unhealthy for sensitive groups. And even, again, in the healthy horse, we might be thinking about the type of work they're doing. It might not stop us completely, um, but probably not when you go do gallop sets, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, things get bad. So greater than 150, uh, we consider unhealthy air. And so regardless of whether or not your horse has a healthy respiratory tract, we're just simply not going to want to work our horses when that air quality is that bad. So again, to kind of recap, and we'll have an article, which will actually have this posted so you can refer back to it. Air quality index, 0 to 50, good. 50 to 100, moderate. So we're going to definitely start thinking about what type of work we do with a horse who has an underlying respiratory issue. 101 to 150, unhealthy for the sensitive groups. So, you know, the horse with heaves, you're not going to be working them in this kind of weather. The healthy horses are going to be very mindful of what we're doing with them during this period. And then above 150, we're simply not going to be able to exercise our equine partners during those periods. That was very interesting. You brought that up, Nicole. And as you were talking, I just looked real quick because I've been seeing these images. They've been plastered all over the media of New York City. And it's just like a blanket of smoke, uh, the whole city. It's really frightening to look at. And they were over 200 uh, in air quality index yesterday. So, yeah, Yeah, not good. And no, and and this will go out afterwards or, you know, recording at the end of the week before. But I, I actually just saw a news update that, you know, the Belmont Stakes may or may not run this weekend mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. air quality. They've already canceled a bunch of racing in Canada. I know other horse sports are monitoring because, again, we need to be mindful of, you know, yes, your day-to-day work with your horse, but certainly competition where they're working at the top of their athletic mm-hmm. capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, we you want to make sure the welfare of those horses is top of mind. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and and this, even though we're talking about during this uh, very destructive fires and smoke blanketing uh, parts of the East Coast of the United States, I mean, this is a a year round thing, Uh, you know, looking at the air quality index, uh, no matter where you live in the world and and check it for your horses just to make sure it it, it is safe for them and, and not exasperating, like you said, the equine asthma. 
Now, is there anything you would suggest to, to help horses through this period uh, to reduce any discomfort or ensuring that, you know, uh, any stress or anything like that? Or just off the top of your head, you're like, okay, these are things I would, that you're doing for your horses that you would recommend to other owners? Yeah, I think about it in two categories, right? So we have our, our horses who already have an underlying issue um, and then our otherwise healthy horses. So horses with the underlying issue, we're probably already doing the things that limit other particulate exposure, soaking our hay, dust-free bedding, good ventilation. All of those things are really important. Um, those horses are probably already on an omega-3 fatty acid supplement. Mm -hmm. um, so something like natural remedy or the omega plus oil that are going to bring in good omega-3s because those really help with allergic inflammation. So those are things I'm thinking about for those long-term horses. In my healthy horse, you know, particularly, like you said, as weather gets crazier and crazier, maybe I want to think about an omega-3 fatty acid supplement for that group as well. Um, it certainly won't hurt. I would say, as we're talking about it today, probably a little late to implement um, because we're already in the middle of this episode, hopefully hitting the tail end of it, but you never know. Um, and then, of course, the biggest one is going to be monitoring their exercise level. Seeing how fast, you know, they return to normal while you're exercising, uh, keeping, you know, a, a very conservative exercise plan during these periods of time would be the big thing for our healthy horses. You know, so certainly both horses can benefit from an omega-3 fatty acid supplement. I would say that's something I, I definitely like to see for the at-risk horses regardless. And, you know, maybe something particularly this year. Uh, that we might want to think about even for our healthy horses if they're going to continue to have to experience these type of episodes because mm -hmm. unfortunately it's very early in fire season. So even if this particular fire um, gets more under control, I doubt this is the last time we're going to be worried about air quality in 2023. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And just as a reminder, if you want to, to learn more about omega fatty acids, we did a podcast on March 23rd last year in 2022. And I'll link that in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that one because they are so important. I mean, I'm, I'm finding fatty acids in, as I do research into for my own health and they're just so important. I go back to some of the research we were doing at Florida and some of the wonderful things uh, that Dr. Angie Adkin found uh, with omega fatty acids and pregnant mares. It's such a good nutrient uh, and, and, and just so important to horses' health. So, so check that one out. Any final tips, Nicole? This was very uh, on topic. Great suggestion this week. Uh, but anything else you, you want to let uh, the listeners know about, you know, air quality? Yeah, I, I just say be mindful of your own health as well. During this period, we get very focused on the horses. I'm guilty of this as well. But keep it in mind for the people, too. Yeah, no, <laughs> great advice. We always do. We always do. And just as a reminder, if there's any topics like this, I mean, this was this was very uh, topical for the week. Uh, but any other topics that you would like us to cover, please check us out, tributeequinenutrition.com, uh, the contact us link. You can go on there and you can give some suggestions for future podcast episodes or submit any questions you might have. Also check us out on social media, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. Just look for Tribute Equine Nutrition. Uh, but thank you, Nicole. Yeah, great topic today. And and, you know, hopefully everybody's doing okay and hopefully their horses are doing okay through this, this time period. Thanks, Chris.